Welcome to Culture Bites, where we take culture theory and turn it into everyday insights. We're powered by Human Synergistics, and our mission is to change the world one organization at a time. We can only do that together with our amazing community, so thank you for listening. Welcome to Culture Bites. My name's Dominic Gawley. I'm a consultant with Human Synergistics Australia, and I'm joined on the show this week by our head of consulting, Corinne Cantor. Hey, Corinne. Hey, Dom. How are you? Um, good. Corinne, we've had a, a few questions coming in mm. from our network recently of our accredited practitioners asking for sort of tips and advice on how to build the business case for doing culture. So internally trying to sort of convince the CEO, convince the executive team that this is something we need to work on and focus on. And they were sort of asking for some tips on that. And so, you know, obviously we answer those questions, um, you know, one-on-one, but I thought, why not answer it for everyone? Because there might be, you know, hundreds of people out there with a similar question. So I'd love just to bounce some ideas around with you today of how would you go about building the business case for why why does this stuff matter? Why should we invest not only money, but time and effort and, and other resources into it? If you're having that conversation with the CEO, how might it go? Where would you go? Hey, Dom, good question. It's one that always comes up because it's very... Um it is possible to do culture work without the CEO or leaders buy-in, but certainly more difficult and mm. slow. So I would say the first thing before you start having a conversation or making a business case with a CEO or a leader is to understand why you think it's important mm. to do. So, you know, the first question that we generally ask clients or people when they ring us and say they want to do culture work is, if culture works the answer, what's the question yep. or what problem we're we solving for? Yep. Because you first of all need to be clear, why would the leader of the organisation want to invest time, effort, energy, financial resources into culture? Yep. How is it going to solve my problems? How does it help to add value or capture value in terms of the work that we do? So very difficult for you to have that conversation with a leader if you haven't thought about it. So I think you need to start thinking about your why. If you're doing it because you think it would, it's part of a people and culture agenda, you need more than that yes. in order to get the business That's on, not a why, board. really. That isn't a why. Yep. It might be useful to do, but you've got to explain how it adds value and why it is worth the investment time, effort, and energy. So I think the first thing is you think about what your why is. Typically, some of the reasons that, you know, good to look at working on culture, some of the reasons why clients have come to us in the past is that you've got a number of data points. So for example, we've got numerous clients that come to us having measured engagement. The engagement's really poor. So what that means, the morale is low. They're experiencing high turnover which is impacting their customer and uh-huh. net promoter score, so it's low. So there's some data, some evidence that you can produce that is indicative that the culture is not working to the organisation's interest or best effect. And so start looking for things like, you know, how difficult is it to attract the right talent and how many people have heard about the reputation of the organisation and that's been a reason why they've not come on board. So there's evidence around turnover, sick leave. Performance. Performance, yep. 
projects, you know, time, money, quality. So look for evidence that supports your thinking that culture needs work. That's kind of database evidence. Some of the other evidence might be behavioral observations of toxic behavior where, you know, it may have led to grievances and bullying claims. So these are all points of data to build a case with the CEO of the leader. So you need to have that on hand, but the best conversation is to spend time with the leaders understanding what do they think is important? What is right. it that keeps them up at night? Yep. What are the business issues and challenges and opportunities that they see are priorities for the organisations? Now, your task as a practitioner, your mission is to help the leader see the connection between how culture, investment in, in work on culture, can add value to the challenges, opportunities, and pain points that most occupy their mind. Yep. Because they'll be looking for a return on investment. And so, you know, part of making the case is being able to show that return on investment. And I think that's a fair, you know, that's a fair question to ask, you know. And yes, to your point, you know, it's not good enough just because we're supposed to do culture or, you know, everyone talks about culture or it's about having a nice been a nice place to work or something like to me that's not a strong enough reason you know it's what's the outcomes to your point that we're trying to yes perform yeah. to yeah what matters to the ceo and the executives and how does this then solve that problem you know that yeah. that's what you're boiling it down to right or i'm boiling it down <laughs> to yeah yeah no um, it's well said i think one of the important things for practitioners is really know the the organization or know the business that you're in yeah. so the more that you can understand how the organization works, like the nuts and bolts. You don't need to be the expert, but you do need to understand and put your shoes in the shoes of the operations leader. Put your Get inside the head of the sales lead. So one of your best tools is to spend time in the business, observe and shadow, and look, People might be listening to this and saying, oh, groan, that's going to take a long time. But it doesn't have to take a long time. And really, you probably don't get a second chance at a first impression when you have this kind of conversation. So when you've lined that up, you want to have your data and you want to know the business organization well enough that you can anticipate the questions that you're going to get and you've got a really good reason and response for dealing with those questions. How is working on the culture going to make their life easier or solve their problems? Yeah. You know, that's ultimately what we have to answer. And I wonder, Corinne, like, because one thing telling people that, I'm a big fan of getting people to come to that conclusion themselves, you know? So, you know, what is it that we're trying to achieve or problems we're trying to solve or whatever it might be for the CEO? And how does our current culture either help us or hinder us from getting there? You know, it's almost like, I'm kind of thinking of like the grow, you know, like in coaching yeah. we do grow. Yeah. So what's the goal? Yeah. You know, what's the reality and therefore yeah. what are the opportunities? Okay, we've got to work on. on and I think the, the really important thing that you've said there is how does our culture work for us or work against us in achieving those goals? So it's more less about 
pitching the case and much more about asking questions and having a conversation to help. It's a coaching conversation to help people realize. Now, for you to do that well, you also need to be open to your leader's influence. Yep. Because they might say things that sort of means that you might have to delay the culture work. And that might be the reasonable thing to do, but you've got to be able to be open to influence as much as influencing them. The other thing I think, Dom, which can sometimes be a barrier to people, practitioners being able to make a business case, is that culture is still such a broad term. You know, I had a CEO who wanted to speak to us about culture, but he said to me, Karen, can you actually, I don't even know that I know what culture is. Fair. And can you change it? Really? Can you? And he was what I would call a a constructive skeptic. Yep. And he wanted to be convinced, but he wanted to be convinced, but but he really needed a good case. Yeah. Needed a good case. And so I think if you think about the emergence of terms like risk culture, safety culture, effective risk outcomes and management, safety uh, outcomes of culture. But I think it's interesting that Mm. when organisations, when practitioners sometimes want to do culture work, they attach the outcome outcome to it in order for it to make sense. Because if you say risk culture or safety culture, leaders go, oh, okay, know what you're talking about. I can see the connection through the safety. I can see the connection. And I think that's the insight, right? Yep is that you've got to draw, connect the dots for your leaders between culture, behavioural norms, the conditions in which people work and the outcome that they're interested in achieving. Because I can see why risk culture, innovation culture, diversity, you know, culture has emerged. The problem with those terms is that they provide a very, very narrow view of actually what's going to be required in the organization, A, and B, it focuses on an outcome rather than on the norms required to achieve those outcomes. Yeah, so it's kind of got it backwards. And and I guess, you know, as we know, you have a culture and it impacts all of those outcomes, whether it's safety, risk, performance, Correct. whatever. Yeah. But I think the insight is that part of why that's worked is because the outcome is tied to the concept, right? Yeah. Safety culture. Well, yeah. we're driving safety performance. Yeah. That's something that matters to us. I get it. you know. And so it's making that link, that connection crystal clear. Yeah. Yes. So I think connecting culture to outcomes that leaders care about is really important. Offering data as evidence to support that. You need to understand the business or the organization very well. And you need to think about the business and the organization as a business leader. You also need to, I think, be courageous and be prepared to really advocate Mm. for it and to provoke and push back if needed in order to get a different response. I think the other thing is the best way for, if I think of every story where a head of HR or somebody in an enabling function has actually got leaders to come on board is they've known the business really well and they've been an effective relationship builder. Yes. And so 
it's not the first conversation you have with the CEO or the senior leader when you start is to talk about culture as an abstract program. Yes. You're building all the relationships. If people, I remember Yarra Valley Water years and years ago when Tony Kelly and Anne Farquhar, and it's now Pat McCafferty who's in the role, but Anne said to me at one point, she said she was the change agent internally and she said they didn't know me very well <laughs> and so they didn't really have enough experience of my competence. Right. But I spent a lot of time building relationships with them so they were comfortable with me enough yep. to back my advice on this and I've never forgotten that. Mm. So the reality is and my experience sometimes with clients is they'll say yes to working with us and in some ways they're working on faith but the connection is there. Right. Then you have people are open, more open to your advice. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I mean, build relationships, fundamental. If you're going to have influence with people, we've got to have an, a relationship in order to do that, right? And have empathy. Sometimes I think we hold leaders up to be the, you know, the not so good guys because they don't want to support it. Now, sometimes leaders are difficult. I had, you know, I've had some leaders say to me they didn't agree with the research on culture, despite the depth, you know, and sometimes some the hardest leaders to sometimes convince and work with are the ones who are very convinced of their own view. Right. And so they're less open to being influenced. But there are times when that's when you need to talk about what they value, what they think is important, what do they care about, and, you know, what would improve the performance, what would improve their reputation, the organisation. So you're looking for what is that is meaningful to them. The other reason for doing that is even let's say you've made the case. Yep. If they're doing it from a point of view that it's part of the strategy, it's part of compliance, uh -huh. there's no energy or minimum ownership. Effort. Yep. Minimum effort. You know, and in fact it'll be your job and the leader is just they're not standing in the way, but they're not leading it. Yep. But if they care about it, and that's where the focus needs to be, then they're going to have a felt desire to make it work. And then all these data points and tools and evidence, the other evidence, of course, that we do a lot is we show and tell stories of other organizations, right. like organizations, different organizations that have been able to transform their culture and have benefited from it, you know, in every single KPI that they've measured. So I think that, you know, bring in leaders from other organizations who've been successful, that helps as well. Yeah, I, I love it. I'm just kind of thinking like, what's the first thing I do with any executive team? Because often like at the time we've sold it, you know, we'll start working with someone and had that conversation. Maybe I've talked to the CEO and like head of HR or OD or something like that, yeah. but not the whole executive team often as an external, right? And so as an intern, what an opportunity because you've got the whole executive team there from, from the start. But either way, the first thing I do, we get that team together, right? Talk to me about the strategy. You know, where are we going over the next four to five years or whatever it might be? Well, we've got to you know, change here. We've got to do this. We're moving into that market, whatever it might be, right? What are the kind of behaviors that are going to help us be successful, right? What's the culture we need effectively? Mm -hmm. Boom, boom, boom. Where do you feel we are today? You know, and so you get them to do that work. So based off where you're saying we are today, you know, how's that going to help us get 
we are saying we need to be, right? Well, it's not. It's slowing us down. We've got silos. We've got, you know, whatever. People not taking ownership, you know, whatever it might be. Those are those behavioral observations you're talking about. You know, okay, so what are we going to do different? We got to work on some stuff, right? And, and there comes in the, the opportunity to work on culture. But it's getting them, you know, you talked about the commitment. It's getting them to form that conclusion in their mind. Yeah. I think is always the most powerful way they convince themselves rather than you trying to convince them. I think it, yep. it's hard to sell it to someone. Do you know what well, I mean? Well, especially if they they need convincing. Yes. You know, so they're not really, you talked about the CEO was talking about they, he wants to be convinced, you know. So you get if, if they're almost sceptical and they're not inclined to be open, then it's unlikely that, you know, they'll just, take your word for it in terms of the, the pitch. And so it really is about involving them. The other thing to do with that kind of session is sometimes you look at the future and sometimes it's difficult to look at strategy ahead of time when they've got issues today. So one of the things that you could do is say, if you wanted to improve your performance on sales by just 10% or even 5%, what would you need to change about how we do things right now? And you wouldn't even call it culture. You get them to list it down and you say how many of these things are about culture. Or behavioral, yep. Or behavior yep. or about, you know, how we do things around here yep. and then get them to identify that and that makes the case. So make it quite concrete. It could be, you know, if you had to rate our progress because culture is about pace. If you had to Traction. rate our yep. progress about how well we're doing in terms of achieving our outcomes and you had to rate it on a scale of 1 to 10, where would it be? Progress, our ability, our pace with actually achieving that. Same thing, what's getting in the way, what's helping, how much of it is behavioural, how much of it is about how we do things. I was just thinking to myself as well, Corinne, because there's one part which is building the case, which is what we've been talking about and how I framed the question. But I reckon the other part of it is people want to hear that there's a structure, an approach, like how are we actually going to yeah. do it, that they have confidence yes. in that that will actually yeah. move the needle. That's true. Right? Yeah. Otherwise, it's like, this all sounds cool, you know, or it, it sounds like a nice, good thing to do, right? But how, you know, and so you got to give people that, yeah, I guess I call it structure or something that they can a see, plan. okay, we're going to do A, B, C, and that connects through to here, and I can see how that's going to work, you know? Yeah. That's so true. The CEO we were talking about, he really wanted to see a plan. How right. are you going to do it? You know, and almost on a project management business, a week by week basis. The interesting thing, too, is sometimes you've got a plan, you've got an approach, and you may have to pivot, you know, but right. often I think you, they in the absence point. of proof, structure helps. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Any other ones we should consider? as far as you know, getting people across that line? Look, the only thing that I'd say is that check our website. We have a lot of resources, a lot of material that we offer freely. We've got podcasts where we've had leaders who've been successful in creating change. And in fact, actually, that's a really good um, opportunity, Dom, to talk about the Culture and Leadership Conference, mm. which we're holding virtual conference August 3rd. And um, you're able to register for that now. It's completely free of charge. But what we do is showcase leaders and they share their story, their cultural journey. And so this year we've got Dan Hunter from Business Council Australia. We've got Tracy Slatter. Slatter. 
from Barwon Water and having Barwon Water have got an amazing story around the shift that they've been created, been able to create in their culture. That's, uh, we've also got Shane Allison from uh, Auckland Transport and Amanda Bollins from Nova Entertainment. You know, so so case studies, great stories. I think it's powerful to hear what other people are doing because it makes it real. You know, like, hey, someone's actually doing stuff and it's working for them. Like, what can we learn yeah, from them? Yeah, it's evidence. It's the it's stories. Energizing. It's energizing for sure. So it's a great opportunity. On that as well, sorry, I'm <laughs> pivoting off maybe, but just thinking because we talked about the problems and stuff, but it's not always a problem. Like I'm thinking about Nova mm. Entertainment, successful, but it's about how do we set ourselves up for the future. Yeah. You know, so their story is sort of about going from a radio you know, organization to uh, audio, you know, mm. in the modern digital age and stuff, there's a transition. So how do we, do we have the culture to help us make that transition? Yeah, know? that's true. And, you know, in these days we've got a lot of organizations that are coming to us for help working on their culture because of the opportunity that they're trying to realize, not because there's a problem. Exactly. Yeah, especially, you know, everybody, a lot of organizations have had to change their operating model right. due to COVID and pandemic and hybrid working. Totally. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that was a good little plug at the end there. I, I love it. It's an awesome event though, so really do come along. There's videos from past conferences on our website too, so check those out. There's white papers and there's also case study information with, you know, evidence-based KPI data. So, yeah, we've got a lot of recent case studies up on the website as well, so check them out. So you might find that helpful. That can be a little follow-up email, you know, share a link or something. Because I know some leaders really do love that, actually hearing someone else share, you know, what happened, what worked for them. Yeah. You know. Um, Especially since they're the CEO, so. Yeah, exactly. Awesome, Karim. Well, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts on that. I hope that answers some questions out there. I know people do have that question for us, so I hope if that's you that that has helped you spark some ideas for you spark some thoughts you know the key for me is build that business case you know mm. connect it to if we need a good why why yeah. are we doing this you know in a yeah. heart of hearts what's the reason awesome thanks a lot Corinne take care Dom speak soon thanks for listening to this episode of Culture Bites if you enjoy the show remember to subscribe on iTunes Stitcher SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts Also, leave us a review. It helps other people to find the show. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, email podcast at human-synergistics.com.au. We'd love to answer it. This podcast is copyrighted by Human Synergistics Australia, all rights reserved. To learn more about what we do, visit human-synergistics.com.au.